We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is November 20th, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here, as always. Joined by my co-host Luke Sylvia. Luke, the Magic are undefeated since the last pod. Winners of three in a row. How are we doing? You know, how we are doing, Jonathan. The Orlando Magic are eight and five. The Orlando Magic are tied for fourth in the East as it stands with the Heat and the Knicks. I mean, how else am I doing? Winner, like you said, winners are three straight. Haven't done it all year. I don't have much of a voice, but I'm hoping you guys forgive me because we just want to talk Magic Basketball, keep this content going. Just got done listening to Post Game Live with producer Kevin. A lot of fun recapping this last game, as you guys know, that Pacers game. Man, I uh, can't say enough about how good I am doing, Jonathan. Luke, you mentioned the Magic are 8-5. and five. Obviously, uh, their, their best start since 2017-2018, where they started 8-4, uh, and four, but then they lost their next nine games in a row. Gross. So as long as the Magic get a win, you know, in the, you know, one of the next nine games, it'll be the Magic's best start in like pretty much a, a decade plus, if I'm not mistaken. So is this team, you know, they should have a few more wins under the their belt. I think you can make that argument, right? Like the the game against the Lakers, um, you know, you were in control, you know, in a, in a few of these other games that you have dropped. So like there's a good argument the Magic should probably have like 10 or 11 wins right now. But sitting at 8 and 5, best start in what is that? 6 years and you're one win away from it being the best start in a very 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 long time. So we're going to talk about all these games, recap the the Bulls like crazy win Friday night uh, in the in-season tournament in Chicago. Talk about the blowout win against the Pacers tonight as we're recording this Sunday night. But a couple of things to to touch on really quickly. So this week, uh, as the Magic return home, we've got two in-season tournament games this week. One on Tuesday against the Raptors, and then one on Friday, Black Friday, against the Boston Celtics. We're doing two episodes of the Six Fan Show this week. 
at both of the in-season tournament games. So if you're either at the game on Tuesday against Toronto or you're at the game on Friday, Luke and I will both be at the game on Friday. We're going together. No big deal. You know, people are talking about us, but, you know, haters are going to hate, you know, uh, peanut (laughs) butter and jealous. You know how it all goes. But six fans show after each of those games. If you're unfamiliar with that, it's basically where we give fans like the the platform to say whatever it is that they want. You want to celebrate, you want to complain, you want to give your hot takes, whatever our guy Ben is going to be out there. So be on the lookout for that. And we're going to talk about the watch party from Friday in just a second, but we're already getting questions about when is the next watch party and the magic announced it Friday at the event. So I feel like it's safe to do so. Our next watch party is going to be December 15th. It is a Friday when the Magic take on the Boston Celtics. That one is going to be at the Castaways Sports Bar and Grill, 504 North Alafaya Trail. That game is going to tip off at 7.30. And you all know how this goes with Luke and I. When we start talking about these watch parties, the first thing that Luke and I look for is food. I've already taken a look at the menu. I'm sending the link to the website right now so Luke can take a look at the menu. I want to take just a moment to, to go through this, Luke, because I've never been to this place. I'm sure if the Magic have us going there, it, it's going to be great. But the first look at the menu, Luke, like this has the opportunity to be an all-timer. I don't know if you've got the menu up in front of you, but as I'm going down the menu, it's like item for item is in our wheelhouse. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, gonna, this is a problem. This is, this is, I'm looking at the full menu tab. Oh, man. I start with the appetizers. You got cheese curds, fried pickles, mozzarella rounds, pretzel bites, chips and salsa, mahi bites, whatever Wang Bang shrimp is. Wang Bang. Wang Bang me, baby. Like, I need to know what's up with the Wang Bang shrimp. (laughs) Calamari, buffalo chicken dip, ahi tuna appetizer. Like, that's that's like coming off the bench and dropping 45 points in an away game in game seven on the road. Listen, the beginning, before the game starts, per usual, I'll probably order something either before the game starts, right when the game starts. At halftime, Jonathan, I'm going right for the loaded going right tots. For it, dude. I'm going right for the loaded tots. I, I, I don't think I'll be able to stay away from the loaded tots. I'm a sucker for them. The buffalo mac and cheese, also a sucker for it. You never can go wrong with mac and cheese. Make a buffalo, and I'm in there even more. So... There's a lot on this menu. There's a lot to take in. Listen to the volcano melt. Volcano strips, which is their like chicken strips. Toss in your choice of sauce. Top with cheddar jack cheese, bacon bits, scallions, tomatoes, a sour cream drizzle piled over your choice of fries or tater tots. Going that look like looking at like the uh, the castaways burger served on a Hawaiian bun with grilled pineapple, lettuce, tomato, pickle, cheddar cheese, bacon, and an onion ring. Drizzled with Wang Bang sauce? Are you kidding me? <laughs> or when the Wang Bang and all pesto over the place panini? Over there. My goodness! Yeah, we're gonna be wanging, <laughs> wanging the bangs, banging so. the wangs, baby. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. We're gonna be at Castaways uh, December fifteenth when the Magic take on the Boston Celtics uh, hey, again. Real, that's real Castaways. Quick, real, quick, uh, real quick, real quick. Yeah, desserts. It's simple, but it gets the job done. Fried Oreos, cinnamon rolls, and cannolis. Yeah. All part of the dessert menu. Man, I hope to see you guys there because I will be there with bells on, wang banging, eating Oreos, 
and it's gonna and everything be a, else. Loading my tots. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have to starve myself for the first three quarters of the day, mm-hmm. and then just go absolutely crazy. One of those days, at, for sure. castaways. So yeah. again, twelve fifteen, December fifteenth. It's a Friday. Uh, versus the Boston Celtics will be at Castaway Sports Bar and Grill, five hundred four North Alafaya Trail. That game tips off at seven thirty. Usually the Magic like to get these watch parties started about a half hour beforehand. So uh, mark it on your calendar, make plans, do do what you got to do. We want you guys to be there. And Luke, I think since the first watch party of last year, which was the first game of the year against Detroit, where you lost, we're undefeated since then. It's like six or seven games in a row now. The Magic have won during Orlando Magic six-man show Michelob Ultra watch parties. So, I haven't lost since that Detroit game to open the year, man. Yeah, so let, let's do it. Let's talk about uh, Friday really quickly. I know you weren't able to be there. You were on, mm-hmm. you know, the the anniversary, you know, trip. Obviously, yeah. um, it was a it was a wet Orlando evening. You know, November showers. Like it wasn't like downpouring, but it was just like constantly misting. So I thought that was going to like really put a damper on the turnout and it really didn't. Like Magic fans still showed out. It was a great time. It had the big screen there down in, you know, Wall Street. The Michelob Ultras were aflowing as they always are. It's like midway through the first quarter and the the DJ uh, gets on the mic and he's like, "Just so you guys know, if the Magic are leading at the end of the first quarter, we're giving away 50 free Michelob Ultras paid for by the Six Man Show." And I'm like, "Paid for by who?" I'm like, we did we did not discuss this. I'm I'm hoping that we're not you know leading. We're going fifty Michelob Ultras deep, and then we're getting the bill all of a sudden, right? But then I'm thinking, I'm like, no, I'm like they wouldn't they wouldn't do that. Like they're just trying to make us look good by saying like, hey, like the six man show guys paid for this. So when the Magic are up on the the Bulls end of the first quarter, I'm ever I'm telling everybody, you're welcome. Go get those free Michelob Ultra, baby. Uh, it's on us y'all go ahead and uh, enjoy that but it was it was just a great time so they really Obviously, did that they really did that they gave away 50 free Michelob Ultras at the end of the the first quarter with the the magic leading so that's crazy the 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 the, the Michelob Ultra you know 50 of those there were you know a, a few buckets you know you know being passed around with some some ultras sure. so always a good time uh but and then you you have the game winner i know we're going to talk about the game but it got really tight down the stretch, Wall Street Plaza. There were a few Bulls fans there. It yeah. got a little got a little chippy down the stretch of the game, but uh, everybody was a, a, a good sport. And it's just so much fun. The craziest thing, Luke, is people, without fail, at, people come up to us at these events and like, thank you guys for doing this. And I'm like, why are you thanking us? You have any idea how like sick it is that we get to do this? Mm-hmm. Like We're just here hanging out, having a good time. Like talking about the team that we love and like being a part of the community. It's just the the best stuff ever. So much fun. So yeah. if you miss this one, don't miss the next one, especially with that menu, man. Absolutely. And I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to our <laughs> listeners. But yeah, you don't miss the next one either, little uh-huh. fella. Yeah. Um, we've done a few playback uh, broadcasts uh, this season uh, where we, you know, basically watch the Magic game along with you know our, our followers and subscribers and everything like that. We're going to be doing another one on Tuesday uh, when the Magic take on the Raptors in the in-season tournament. So make sure that you're subscribed to our room, uh, playback.tv slash six-man show. Always a lot of fun doing those. Let's talk about the state of the Magic, Luke. This week, the Magic went three and one. Started the week uh, with a loss to the Nets on Monday. 
and then wins over Chicago or Nets on Tuesday with wins over Chicago on Wednesday and Friday and finish the week with a win in Indiana on Sunday, the blowout win over the Pacers. They currently sit fifth in the Eastern Conference. Yes, they are technically tied record-wise with the Miami Heat, uh, but when it comes to the tiebreakers and all that good stuff, the Magic are sitting fifth in the Eastern Conference with a record of 8-5, and five, uh, tied with Miami and New York. They're a half game up now on Indiana. They're one and a half games up on Indiana and Cleveland and two games up on Brooklyn and Toronto. The Magic are now 25th in the NBA with an offensive rating of 109.6. They are first in the NBA in defensive rating with a rating of 106.5, and they are ninth in net rating with a rating of three. Looking at the injury report, Markel Fultz has now missed the last five games with the left knee swelling, the you know, the patella tendonitis, whatever it is that they're calling that. Wendell Carter Jr. has missed the last eight games with a fractured third metacarpal in his left hand. And Luke, we're now coming up on three weeks uh, for that reevaluation period that the Magic originally talked about after Wendell's surgery. I don't think we're going to get anything from that reevaluation. He's still walking around with the hand, you know, wrapped and everything like that. I think as early as like a week, as recent as like a week ago, he was still in the sling. So he said he started to do some on-court work now, you know, just trying to keep his conditioning up, obviously. But uh, I would not expect Wendell to be back for at least another, you know, two or, or three weeks at the absolute earliest. But we'll have to wait to see for the the Magic's update. Uh, Jalen Suggs missed Friday's game against the Bulls with a sore knee, but he did play Sunday. So Jalen Suggs, the way that he plays, he's always seemed to be hobbled a little bit. He's going to get you know bumps and bruises throughout the season. If he misses a game here or there to heal up a little bit and get some rest, probably not the worst thing in the world, uh, but it doesn't seem like anything that we're going to have to necessarily worry about moving forward. Talking about the Bulls game, so no Jalen Suggs. We mentioned that just a moment ago on Friday. So Gary Harris was inserted into the lineup. And Luke, I've got to tell you, early in the first quarter, well, not, maybe not early, but about midway through the first quarter when we started to make substitutions and the, you know we started going through the rotation, I've got to tell you, I was like, is Jamal listening to the pod? Because <laughs> we had the rant you know, on, on Monday's episode about the, the starting lineup and, you know, going into, you know, the, the bench unit, especially in the second halves and, you know, getting shooters around Paolo. And I specifically mentioned, get Gary, Joe and Cole out there around those guys. And that's what we had in the first quarter. Gary, Joe and Cole were playing in the, in the, the lineup uh, with Paolo uh, to start the second quarter. The magic go on a 12 to two run, take a 17 point lead had a 15 point halftime lead. They had a 17-point halftime lead on Wednesday, and we saw how that went, right? Came down to the wire. Paolo Bancaro hits the game winner. Don't care if it was a travel. Alex Caruso can go fly a kite. Uh, the Magic shoot 61% in the third quarter. However, they commit six turnovers, end up losing the third by three. The Magic take an 89-74 to 74 lead with seven minutes, 11 seconds to go on an Isaac putback. And at this point, I'm feeling okay. Like, I'm like, okay, they didn't completely blow it in the third quarter. They're hanging tough so far in the fourth. A 15-point lead with seven minutes to go should be enough to win the game. And then Chicago goes on a 16 to nothing run, capped by a Kobe White and one dunk in which he missed the free throw. Uh, the team started to go back and forth the last few minutes. Alex Caruso hits a wide-open three from the top of the key with 26 seconds left to give the Bulls a one-point lead. And at that point, I'm like, our luck has run out, right? You have the game winner on, what was that, Wednesday, Paolo Bancaro. 
you probably were not going to get that lucky again. It's just the way that these things go. Tight games are usually 50-50. Alex Caruso hits that three, and I'm like, man, I'm like, there is no way we're going to lose this game right now. Orlando goes back to the same play that won them the game on Wednesday, but this time, Torrey Craig, great ball denial on Paolo. Joe Ingles inbounds it to Franz in the backcourt. J.I. comes up, sets the screen on Alex Caruso, which gets Franz downhill versus Vooch. He, with the, the German Euro step and one, gets the basket plus the foul, puts the magic up again, and then Vooch has the wide open corner three with 13 seconds left. And I'm telling you, man, he misses that three. We get the rebound. J.I. gets fouled, and everybody at the watch party is chanting, Vooch, 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 Vooch. If you remember last year, uh, as we're recording this, November 19th, a year ago today, Luke, we were in Ollie's nice. when the Bulls were up to with like you know 14 seconds left, whatever it was. Vooch goes to the free throw line for two shots. You think this is going to end the game. Misses them both. Jalen Suggs with the gamer on the other end. And Vooch doesn't come through for the Bulls. Uh, Magic get that rebound. J.I. makes two free throws. The very This is like the, the Bulls' last chance at this point. Levine goes up for the three. Gary's able to strip the ball. They come up with it. Gary gets fouled, makes his free throws. Basically the ball game. The biggest part of this of this game, Luke, other than the Franz, you know, game winner for me, okay? Jonathan Isaac, uh, midway through the, the fourth quarter with the block on DeMar DeRozan, going the other end. Cole Anthony throws the lob to J.I., puts the magic up 15. The reason that I'm bringing this up right now, okay, I have to tell you because I know you're going to appreciate this. We've talked from time to time about my Invisalign on the podcast, mm. right? And recently now, you can't see them now. I, I, I take it out when we record. But I have the rubber bands that go from mm. this little anchor down on both <laughs> sides, right? So I have to be very careful about like yelling, yawning too like big, like all that kind of stuff. J.I., okay? With the lob, the dunk, I scream, ah! The bottom tray gets yanked up by the rubber band, slaps <laughs> me right in the top of the mouth, dude. And when that happens, it like it's almost in the back of my mouth, and I'm like gagging. I'm trying <laughs> to get my Invisalign out of my mouth. I'm like, screw this. I take the rubber bands out for the rest of the game. That's but so it's good. like I try to be so good the entire game. But at that point, I just absolutely could not help it. And yeah, that's my embarrassing Invisalign story. But this was just a hell of a game. So hard to beat a team twice in a row on the road with game winners. This was the in-season tournament game. Just a, a massive, massive magic victory. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Now, I have heard a lot of just copy and paste the game. Yeah, this was a copy pasta. So it was and it wasn't, right? Like there was definitely discrepancies. The biggest thing to remember is that Tamar DeRozan was out in that first game. Not in this one, not in the most recent one on Friday. Tamar DeRozan locked in, placed 36 minutes, Jonathan. Zach Levine, 41 minutes. They are fighting for their lives. And that is a big reason that they are able to find it within themselves to mount a comeback like this. Now, this was different. Like, yes, I I still was far more confident on Friday, even when the game started slipping away, than I was in that other game on uh, on Wednesday. And a big reason for it is like, the Magic did little things correctly in this one. They keep the Bulls out of the paint. The Bulls only score 34 points in the paint. That game on Wednesday, Jonathan, they score 46 points in the paint. Matter of fact, they outscore you 46 to 44 in the paint. Also, the Bulls on Wednesday, 14 offensive rebounds. On Friday, five. Little things like that that aren't so little, but they can definitely be overlooked when you're looking at the team stats at the end of the game. And also what it comes down to, the Magic just simply shot the ball better. On Wednesday, they shoot 39% from the field. Friday, you shoot 48% from the field. You also make six more shots. You were 32 for 82 on Wednesday. You are, um, you're 32 for 82 on Wednesday and 38 for 79 on Friday. So, man, I, this, it was still impressive regardless of how you look at what lens you look at it through. Does it stink that the Bulls came back and made it a game and the Magic second half problems reared its ugly head again and again? Absolutely. But this team a year ago loses both of these games. That's exactly where I was going. 100% of the time. Paolo hits that big shot, obviously, on Wednesday. You have the late game heroics from the Magic on Friday as well. Like, this team is not the same team that they were, albeit still some definite struggles, things that are very glaring, but guys are stepping up in big ways. Also, Gary Harris, I've talked about it, man. I will put him up with anybody in terms of fastest hands on the team when it comes to defensively. He is just so sneaky quick when it comes to how he defends. And he makes play after play after play, game after game after game. And late game situations, Gary was awesome. So shout out to Gary Harris. Gets it going. Man, I this game was a lot of fun. As uh was it I think Dante said it. 
J.I. goes to the free throw line and at the end of the game and he says, all right, Magic fans, get your heart medication out. It's like, yeah, this is, this is every game. <laughs> if it ends and wins, I'll do it. I'll go through it, whatever. But just a really exciting game. Glad that that was the watch party, obviously. Extend that watch party win streak, but more importantly, you get the second win in a row that eventually becomes three. Kevin talked about it in the post game live on Wednesday. Like we just own the Bulls. Like the last two seasons, like what is it? Like three out of the last four games in Chicago, the last couple of years have come down to the wire. Magic have won each of those games. And when you go back to 2021 to the trade deadline and you just look at the way that these teams have been, you know, connected the last couple of years and on top of the in game success that we've had with these and, and now when you're looking at like, look where the magic are since that trade deadline and look where the bulls are since that trade deadline. Like if I'm a, if I'm a bulls fan, I hate the magic. Like I'm, I am absolutely sick and tired of hearing anything about the Orlando magic. Like you're losing your draft picks, you're losing games, you're losing close games. Had we not beaten Indiana the way that we did tonight, Sunday night, I was going to name this pod bull busters. Because we we have like that might have been like one of the final nails in the coffin for this iteration of the Bulls. Now they beat Miami on he really blew it Thursday night. Yeah, exactly. Or what was that? I can't even remember what day it is. Saturday night they they uh, they yeah. beat the 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 Heat. The Heat started that game up twenty to one, like yeah, two zero to one single point, and they ended up losing it. But I think the writing is on the wall for everybody that the, the that current iteration of the Bulls is is not going to work. Whether it's Zach Levine and Demar and Vooch that need to get moved, or if they just need to move on from Billy Donovan, like whatever it is, like I I think the Magic went a long way in in lowering that version of the Bulls like into into their grave. Yeah. Now we're calling this maiming the Midwest because up and down <laughs> Indiana and, and Illinois. We're just smacking these teams all over the place this week. So I thought that would be pretty fitting. What I want to talk about from this game, you know, as great as, you know, a lot of guys were, you know, Franz had, uh, what was it? 21 points had the, mm-hmm. essentially the game winner, uh, Paolo 13 points, eight rebounds, four assists and a block. Both of those guys, you know, relatively efficient, but Jonathan, freaking mm-hmm. Isaac with 18 points, six of eight from the floor, two of four from behind the arc, four for four at the free throw line, including two free throws that helped clinch this game down the stretch, nine rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, just all over the place defensively. The magic in Jonathan Isaac and Jalen Suggs, if those guys, even if they continue to play the minutes and in, in the amount of games that they're playing, we might have two guys to make all defense teams. I don't know how you could argue, maybe with J.I. right now, it's the minutes, but those have been ramping up. If this continues, like the Magic are going to have two guys. Jalen will probably be, you could probably argue, first team all defense. Second team all defense is, is totally fine. J.I. right now, I think, would make second team all defense at the rate that he's going. And if we uh, are going to predict him to play more minutes throughout the year, both of those guys have been that good. And for J.I., who not only played in a back-to-back this week, played three games in four nights, two things that we said were not going to happen this season. All offseason, we said, oh, he's probably not going to play in back-to-backs. He's not going to play three games in four nights. He's not going to play five games in seven nights. 
knocked off two of those in one week and looked incredible doing so. I understand there are people that are like, oh, he doesn't look great offensively. Can we just be happy the guy's on the floor and looks like an absolute unit defensively? You talk about James Harden saying, I am a system. Jonathan Isaac defensively is a freaking system. This kid is so good and was just like so good in this game. So happy for him. And I think uh, like Dante said, like this is the best game that Jonathan Isaac has played in in four years. He said that to Jamal Mosley pregame, you know, uh, before the Pacers game. And that is legitimate. That was the best game this kid has played in four years. And it was just so much fun. And he is such a difference maker on this team. It was just awesome performance from Jay. I wanted to shout him out. Well, listen, all the stats are awesome. But the one that you missed, Jonathan, was my favorite of the night for Jonathan Isaac. 20 minutes in this one. Like you said, you listed everything that he's doing that we sat here and said he wouldn't be doing this whole season. And, and we're in we November. had the loftiest of hopes for J.I. Yeah. And here we are in November. We aren't even to Thanksgiving yet. He's knocking down those walls, and he's playing 20 minutes in a game, closing it out with the absence, especially of Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, listen, this obviously, this doesn't go, this isn't groundbreaking. But in no other time in the last few years to Jonathan Isaac, do they have enough confidence in his health for him to A, play 20 minutes, B, close out yet another game in the most intense minutes of the game and depend on him. And two of four from three, that was awesome. Probably an outlier in general, but still awesome to see J.I. do that. 18 points. His career high in points, we're getting it this year, Jonathan. His oh, career baby. high. Oh, baby. Please. His career high in points to date is 25. He's getting I it. Don't know that he, I don't know that he gets 26, man. He's, that would be crazy. He is getting 26 in a game. And I'll do you one better, Jonathan. He plays 25 plus minutes in that game. It's going to happen. He's going to ramp up and he's going to be a full go. I think he's a full go by the new year. And we're seeing consistent Jonathan Isaac minutes. Jonathan Isaac was put, he took like a little tumble in the first half tonight against Indiana. And I was like, oh, like maybe he's a little bit banged up there. And then the Magic are up 40 in the third quarter. I'm like, okay, J.I.'s night is done. Like there's, you you did everything we needed you to do this week. Like the Magic are going to cruise to this victory. You played in the back-to-back. You played three games in four nights. You had a great game Friday against the Bulls. Like you've done all that you need to do this week. They're probably just going to be like, hey, just chill. Like if we can reasonably rest J.I. in games, probably not the end of the world. And they threw him back out there. I said to myself, that is such a good sign that they're confident enough that they're not worried about overtaxing him with minutes in a 40-point road win. Like let's get him out there. That To me, that was was incredible. Like – this is going as well as it could have for J.I. He, tonight, his 11th game of the season. That's as many as we saw all last year. Mm-hmm. Just, just got to stay healthy. Just got to stay healthy, man. And um, I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even dying every time he falls now. That's I didn't think I, I'd I be here. I was literally about to say that. I, th- that is another takeaway for me. 
he has fallen down enough times <laughs> in these 11 games that like by I think I had the realization in like maybe game 8 or 9 like a he week hits or the so deck, ago he hits the deck and I didn't even really flinch and I was like wait a second yeah <laughs> I didn't even care who am I it's fine I'm cured I don't <laughs> Completely healed. He's completely, completely healed. healed. I, unbelievable, man. Jonathan Isaac, what a unit. Oh, man. What a guy. Also, his shoes that he's coming out with, hey, man, they they're don't working. look bad. They're they working. They're working. They don't look bad. He's got what the orange colorway coming out soon. The design looks cool. I, man, Jonathan Isaac clicking on all cylinders. As best as you can hope for a guy that has not played much basketball. The the shoes are nice. I was I was really looking at them, especially like the Orlando colorway, but I was like, I've been playing a lot of golf lately <laughs> and spent a lot of money on golf. Right before Christmas, right before my kid's birthday. I'm like, I just can't justify 150 bucks right now. No. But he uh, yeah. he keeps playing like this, keeps coming out with the colorways. We'll see. The thing is, like, I have a pair of Dame like fives that i've had for like two and a half years that are still like in immaculate condition it shows you how much i play basketball just not in the market for a, a new pair of, of basketball shoes but maybe maybe i can be persuaded we'll see but yeah this bulls game came down to the wire shouldn't have been as close as it was like but the performance on sunday i can kind of forgive them and plus it, it's just good to come away from the like with a win and to your point like i was thinking about that the last few days like these both of those games last year the magic losing both Yep. So the fact that they were able to, to come out with the victory was really awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a quick break. want to tell you all a little bit about our patrons. So if you're a newer listener, you haven't heard us talk about our Patreon before. Uh, Patreon, if you're not familiar with it, it's a platform where you can financially support your favorite creators. Um, and everything that we do here is made by made possible by the generosity of our patrons and, and our supporters. We have a few tiers uh, with you know, varying you know, levels of, of benefits. If you want to read up on those, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Uh, whenever we have brand new patrons, we give them a special shout out and we shout out our hall of fame and elite tier patrons on each and every episode. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and start by shouting out the court cousins, our best friend, Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Chulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Donkey Punch Dave, Paolo and Franz's Warren, Pierre A., Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, congratulations, Mikey, Danimal, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, Godi 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Halfrey, Kinshaw in 177, Bulby the Don, Himlo, Brand Himro, RM Prof 221, Ray Pastrana, Spanking Season, Soft Taco, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Only Franz, Maria, Keith Walls, Fritz, Currency Kev, Bruv Sal, Kaysen Green, Santi Leon, who I met at our watch party this Friday. Thanks for coming out, Santi. Kane Eckler, The Distract, and Ahmad Timsa. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. On to Sunday night against the Indiana Pacers. Luke, I think this is a game the last couple of weeks that we sort of had circled on the calendar. Like we, this was like a, a good, like, you know, measuring stick game, like see where you really are coming into the season. Didn't really know what to expect out of Indiana. They were really good last year with Tyrese Halliburton, but once he went out, they just fell like crazy, you know, ended up picking pretty high in the draft. Uh, but it's a team that, you know, the magic should be comparing themselves to, I think at this point. So this was a story coming into the game of the immovable object versus the unstoppable force. 
I had that typed up actually before Jalen Suggs said that in his post game tonight. So I'm a little bit proud of myself there. Heading into this game, this was the number one rated defense in the league in the Orlando Magic versus the number one rated offense in the league in the Indiana Pacers. So we figured like this was going to be a tough game for the the Magic to win because if that Indiana offense gets going, you're not stopping it. Like Tyrese Halliburton has been on a crazy tear lately. I think he had like 32 assists over his last two games without a single turnover, just really clicking on all cylinders. And getting Jalen Suggs in this game was going to be big. They you know, announced prior to the game that he was going to be back in the starting lineup. A lot of people were ho-humming about that because of the way that Gary Harris played. And I do understand you know, the, the shooting to a certain extent. But Jalen Suggs, man, like really set the tone for the Magic in this one. Magic start the game on an 11 to nothing run, had a 23-point first quarter uh, lead, Luke, and they led by 21 heading into the second quarter. And speaking of the second, Jonathan, we thought the first quarter might have been as good as this game gets. But instead, Jonathan, little did we know, right around the corner, we had our jam hot chicken, jam of the week, approaching quickly. And what we were talking about, about six minutes, 55 seconds left in the second quarter, Cole Anthony misses like a um, a runner, floater, hybrid there. And then you've got poor, poor Jalen Smith. Just innocent, but not innocent in the fact that he turns the ball over trying to get the ball to TJ McConnell. Paolo Bancaro swiftly jumps in, steals the ball off of their rebound, goes and promptly dunks all over Jalen Smith's head. And man, flexing with his black eye and all. That black eye, I'm a Keeps big getting fan. getting worse and worse. It is. As it heals, it's getting worse and worse. I am a little bit disappointed that one day that will go away because it's so tough. Black-eyed P5? Black-eyed P. Listen, just incredible dunk there by Paolo Bancaro. He's gotten a little sneaky there on that end. A little, uh, watching a little bit of Alvarado film maybe? I don't know. But yeah, man, Paolo Bancaro steals the ball right out of TJ McConnell's hands before it can even get there. Dunks all over Jalen Smith. And that is your Jam Hot Chicken Jam of the Week. Speaking of Jam Hot Chicken, uh, Jam Hot Chicken is serving the city beautiful. They're bringing Jam's culture and hot chicken to the heart of Winter Park. Jam Hot Chicken is a Nashville and LA-inspired hot chicken shack locally owned and operated in Winter Park, Florida. Located at 400 West New England Avenue, Suite 13 there in Hannibal Square, All their chicken is hormone and antibiotic-free, made fresh and fried in 100% peanut oil. Be sure to check out jamhotchickenflorida.com to access their menu, online ordering their music playlist, and all things Jam Hot. Luke, I love Jam so much that on my way to the watch party Friday night, I had to swing by. Uh, Andrew wasn't there, but the rest of the team was. Had my food hot and ready to go. Scooped it, got to the watch party, smashed the sando. Once again, you've talked about it with the slaw and the the pickles, the comeback sauce, that juicy chicken breast, just absolutely incredible. Be sure to check out Jam Hot Chicken if you haven't already. So you talked about the awesome dunk, Paolo Bancaro. That gave the Magic a a 27 and then the 28-point lead after the and one free throw. The Magic, Luke, had as much as a 38-point second quarter lead, led by 34 at halftime. 
and the Magic grew that to a 40-point lead with 3 minutes 30 seconds to go in the third. Starters came out of this game, did not play the last 15 minutes of the game, and the Pacers outscored the Magic 49-23 to the rest of the way. We got to see healthy doses of Caleb Houston, Chuma OKK, Jet Howard, and Admiral Schofield in this one. And even though you know the, the final score, what was it, 128-116, to doesn't really reflect the way that this game went. When you're up on a team by 40 on the road in the third quarter, the game is over. Like there's, there's no coming back from that. It would have to be, you know, a miraculous, the greatest NBA comeback of all time. So even though the the final score isn't as pretty as the rest of this game would tell you, Luke, this was inarguably the Magic's best performance of the entire season, in my opinion. In that first half, you force Indiana into twelve turnovers. You have only two turnovers in that first half. You hold them to forty-four points. 34% shooting, 30% from behind the arc, Luke. The Magic shoot almost 59%. They shoot 44%. They had 14 assists on 30 field goals. Everything that we asked the Magic to do, they were doing in this game, especially in the first half and in the third quarter. They were moving the ball. They were knocking down open shots. They were forcing the opponents into turnovers. When they weren't forcing them into turnovers, they were playing great defense. They were rebounding the basketball. They were making their free throws. This was the absolute best performance of the entire season for the Orlando Magic. Yes, they had somewhat of a favorable whistle in this game. I'm not going to ignore that. But you have probably about two to three games a year where like, it is just your night. There's nothing that the other team can do about it. And this was one of those games for the Magic. As great of a performance as this was, I don't want to be like, oh my gosh, look how fantastic the Magic are. They're the best team in the Eastern Conference. We're so much better than the Indiana Pacers. Because I don't think that is the case. Like some games you just don't really want to take a ton from. If anything, this was an example of the Magic getting up on a team and not letting off the gas. And they did that. They came out in the third quarter where, I mean, you're up by, you know, 34 points at halftime. Pacers didn't really come out with a ton of energy there. Tyrese Halliburton got it going a little bit to start the third quarter, but then the Magic were like, nah, this is not happening. Got that league back out to 40. And then the game was over, but by and large, best performance of the season after the two cardiac episodes that we had Wednesday and Friday against the Bulls, you really needed a game like this where like the the outcome was not going to be in question. And the Magic were fortunate enough to be on the winning end of that, Luke, and just a phenomenal performance all the way around from the Magic. Yeah, like you said, looking at the end of the score there, the game was not that close. We know it wasn't that close. All you have to do is look at the main rotation guys plus or minuses and understand that that was the case that basically the third unit along with Anthony Black in that unit just were getting smacked around the court. And that's all there was to it. And it didn't really matter um, because in this one, like Paolo has a plus 28, Franz plus 26, Goga 21, Jalen 20. Um only guys that had like double digit minutes that had a uh, negative plus minus Anthony black, because he was playing with that final group. And then Jonathan Isaac had a minus one, but then you had guys like Cole Anthony played 25 minutes, a plus 11, Joe Ingles, a plus four, Gary Harris, plus 10, Gary Harris comes out firing in this one in Indiana, obviously an Indiana kid got it going. 
this game was not as close as that final score indicates. And there was just so much fun stuff from that jam of the week, like I talked about with Paolo. But my other favorite Paolo moment comes in the third quarter. He has Ben Matherin trying to guard him. He gets past Ben Matherin. There's like 355 left in the third quarter. Ben Matherin fouls him, right? Doesn't even let him get a shot attempt up. Paolo Bancaro, you can hear him say, he can't guard me. And I just, I love the attitude, the swagger that comes with what Paolo Bancaro is. I'm almost positive he even looked at Ben Matherin and was like, you can't. Yeah. Like, looks over to the bench, tells Rick Carlisle, like, get your guy. He can't guard me. And then looks at Ben. He's like, what? Like, you can't. Like, you can't yeah. guard me. Yeah. Love Obviously, that. Paolo, 24 in this one. Six of seven from the free throw line. That's something that we've been closely monitoring is how is Paolo Bancaro doing with his free throws? How is he doing shooting them? We know he can get to the line, but can he make them? Six of seven from the free throw line. That's what we've been thinking about for this whole team, Jonathan. Franz Wagner, seven of seven. Jalen Suggs, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. AB, 5 of 6. Great job by him getting to the line, despite not really being able to find a groove in terms of from the field. He goes 1 of 5 tonight, but still having the poise and the confidence to go 5 of 6 from the free throw line. Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner, Wagner, you gross. Mo Wagner, oh 3 of 4 from the How free throw line. Go. Cole Anthony, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. The Magic were everywhere tonight, and this game was so much fun. Ultimately, the Magic shoot 42 free throws in this one, Jonathan, and they convert on 35 of them. They shoot 83% from the stripe. Super impressive, especially considering how many free throws this team shot tonight. Jalen Suggs, by the way, I I think you mentioned it a a moment ago, had uh, how many free throws in in this game? Six. Uh, Six free throws, so that's... made five. Four out of his last five games, I believe, where he's had at least four free throw attempts. Like Jalen Suggs and the the physical style of play that he has, I think is is being recognized by the officials. And he's starting to get the benefit of the whistle, I think, in a lot of those situations. It's just a it's a very small sample size, so I don't want to say like for sure, but that's something that I've noticed like pretty recently. Like going back to uh where were we now? So against Atlanta had six free throws. Uh, against Milwaukee had 10 didn't have any against Brooklyn but had four against Chicago on Wednesday had six Sunday against the Indiana Pacers and Jalen Suggs by the way I think it was uh, how many points did he have in that first quarter I think it was uh, nine first quarter points had someone on Twitter be like yeah we really need to get Gary in with the starters I'm like Jalen Suggs is the whole reason that we're off to this 11 nothing lead to start the game how do you watch the first few minutes like can't believe Gary Harris isn't out there like Jalen Suggs can't win for losing. The kid is playing his butt off, and it's still like, oh, man, we need Gary Harris out here. Like, Gary's been great. He's been absolutely fantastic. But, like, there have been large stretches of this season where for, like, a whole quarter, Jalen Suggs is the best player on the floor for either team. Like, what are we doing? I know it's not perfect. What was, I think it was a, I think it was a Zach Lowe article last week where he was talking about the Magic. And he was specifically talking about Jalen Suggs and talking about how great he is defensively and was talking about how, like, yes, the the percentages still aren't pretty offensively, but it, it always feels like he is just about to figure it out. And to me, I was like, yes, Zach Lowe gets it. Every other game, it's like he's right there. It really feels like he's figuring it out and he just needs to keep stringing those games together. And I, I do believe he's had 
more good games this year than he's had bad games, especially when you factor in the the impact that he's having defensively. Like when Jalen is cooking, y'all, like hole up, let him cook. <laughs> I really feel like Jalen is the guy on this team that if he is in a rhythm, you just need to feed him because you don't know how long that rhythm is going to last. Paolo gets in a rhythm. If he goes a few possessions without the ball, whatever, Paolo's going to figure it out and he's going to get back to the line or he's going to get a good look. Same for Franz. With Jalen, I'm like, he's hot right now. You need to go to Jalen because this dude mm-hmm. is about to hit, you know, three out of four threes and have 14 points in this quarter. Like that's how like Jalen is streaky in that sense right now. But yeah, just this was just a great game. The starters were fantastic. Um, I think it was a, a total of what do we have for for the entire game in the it was like three turnovers for the entire game out of the starting lineup. You do that, the Magic are gonna win games. Point blank. Yeah. And listen, Paolo just got back to to doing really a lot of what he did last year, but a little bit more efficiently. Nine of fourteen from the field. The funniest thing, zero assists. He was just on his, I'm I'm getting to the bucket. I'm getting to the free throw line and putting the team on my back. This this game was so much fun, man. And also to note, because I noted it last week with Kevin on the episode, the Pacers hadn't played since like Tuesday. So this game can go one of two ways for you. This game can be the Pacers are well-rested, they're at home, they're comfy, and they're just going to come in ready to go. Or the Magic are in a rhythm, and in this case, coming off of two straight wins, and the Pacers aren't going to be able to buy a bucket due to rust. Now, I do think this was the perfect combination because, listen, Tyrese, I don't care how good of a defender you are, Tyrese Halliburton's not shooting as poorly as he did tonight in the first half if he's not somewhat off. He was off tonight. But all that to say, the Magic's defense definitely deserves all the credit in the world because it kept them off. It kept them second-guessing themselves. It kept them with their confidence low. The rust, it got harder to knock off because you got the magic just consistently wang them. just wang-banging them. You know what I mean? And, yeah, just really proud of these guys. Your first three-game win streak of the year. Up to this point, you really had been winning in pairs and losing in pairs. So maybe this is it where they, you know, the training wheels officially come off. The magic... I talked about it as well with Kevin on the last episode. This this was the measuring stick week. These are teams that are in your wheelhouse. These are the teams that when other people talk about you, they include these teams in that conversation. The Bulls, I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. Nah, sorry. Y'all ain't the on Nets, our level. Yes. The Nets, you lose that game, that stinks. You lose by 20. Uh, I still feel like we're better than the Nets. I, it is possible. Still feel that way. It absolutely is possible. You've got a chance. I feel like I'm not mistaken. Sometime soon, maybe in December, you might play the Nets. I don't remember. Yes, you do. January or December second, you play the Nets. You get a chance to get back that one. It won't be an in season tournament game. Who cares? Win the game, and then at that point, you, then you had the Pacers. This was a measuring stick week. How do you respond? Three and one, because guess what? If the Bulls were bad, the Magic and the Magic were also bad, the Magic would have dropped one or both of these games. The Magic are not a bad basketball team. They've got some kinks to figure out. But it is, yes, it stinks the second half struggles that they consistently have had. But just the fact that they're one of the best first half teams 
in the NBA, if not the, the best. No, the. They are the best. Is that still statistically the case? Yeah. I'm, I would bet my bottom dollar. Yeah, because they were coming into this game, so they definitely are now. They'll be sun. So, the Magic got a fun week ahead. These are the weeks that you live for after you have a, a week that is three and one. Best first half team in the league by a mile. 22 net rating. Closest is Boston with a 17. They're the best go. team in the first half by a mile. There you go. Figure it out in the second half. Start making shots. Don't play ISO ball. Keep doing it. That's the other thing about tonight, Jonathan. The Magic continued, and the reason you see the free throw line as many times, and you're getting rewarded for it by the referees regardless, just for being aggressive. The Magic aren't even, in some of these other games where they get out of rhythm in the second half, they aren't even playing their game. They're playing ISO ball. They're really not attacking the paint because they're maybe discouraged that this team is packing the paint on them. Drive to the basket, impose your will, get fouled, go to the free throw line, get them out of that paint. Make them second-guess challenging you at the rim because, oh, man, the whistle's on their side tonight. But really, it's just you being rewarded for continually attacking. This team needs to continue doing that. No more of this iso ball crap, forcing three-pointers, feeding into the other team's game, playing to their pace, control the tempo, play magic basketball. This team can do it. Let's talk about the week ahead. Coming up on Tuesday, you've got the Toronto Raptors at home for the first home in-season tournament game. We're finally going to get a chance to see the in-season tournament court for the Magic. With the the Bulls one was just absolutely completely atrocious. Like that sure, was so much so worse so, on so, that so so TV, bad. That monitor. Yeah. So Tuesday at home versus Toronto. Back to back Wednesday at home versus the Denver Nuggets. Friday, second in-season tournament game at home. Well, the fourth, but the second home one. At home versus Boston, which basically at this point, folks, when we're talking about the in-season tournament, the Magic need to win out. They need to beat Toronto on Tuesday. They need to beat Boston on Friday. And then on the 28th, we need Toronto to beat Brooklyn. If all of that happens, the Magic will advance to the knockout round. If they drop one of these games or Brooklyn beats Toronto, which at this point I think is a a coin flip. I think it's 50-50. Whether you know which team between Toronto and Brooklyn wins that game, but if we beat Toronto, we beat we beat Boston, and Toronto beats Brooklyn, we will advance. That is exactly what we need to happen. If any of that doesn't happen, the Magic will not be able to move on. So Friday at home versus Boston, that's going to be Black Friday, two thirty tip off. By the way, looking forward to that again. Luke and I will be there. If you're there, please say hello. We'd love to see you. This game's going to be on NBA TV, and then you finish the week on Sunday at home versus the Charlotte Hornets. That's going to be a 6 o'clock tip-off, Luke. Luke, what do you think happens this week? I uh, I really don't know what happens this week. Listen, I hope that it goes swimmingly. I really I'm, do. I'm saying 3-1. and one. You lose to Denver, you win the rest of the week. Okay. You win the rest of the week. So you're going to beat, what, you got the Hornets on that Sunday. I'll get that out of the way. You beat the Hornets. Um, you get a day's rest. Did you rest. see? Did hold? I'm sorry. Did you see Charlotte give Miles Bridges a standing ovation when he checked into the game the other night? Yeah, trash. A standing ovation they gave this criminal. I I genuinely cannot believe it. They uh, they're desperate, Jonathan. They don't deserve anything good to happen in this lifetime. (laughs) That organization. What a bunch of garbage. 
Yeah, so I'm going to say that's 1-0. and um, That Raptors game, they play tonight. There's no back-to-back, any type of advantage for the Magic rest advantage. But I think you beat that. I, I think you beat them in that in-season tournament game. I think this team is locked in. They're going to be happy to be home. I don't know if you saw the walk-off with Paolo and Kendra of Bally Sports, but she mentions going back home and Paolo like kind of gave a little jump a little bit and smiled and was just like basically like we can't wait to be back home and feels like they've been on the road for a while all that kind of stuff I think they are locked in they're going to win that game I'm going to surprise you a little bit Jonathan the Nuggets are 3-3 three and three without, without Jamal Murray this season they are 3-3 three and three. with them they are 6-1 and one. that is not nothing I think the Orlando Magic beat the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday night you ride the hot hand. This defense has been incredible. You keep it going. Don't break right? my heart. Don't break my heart Friday. Don't break my heart. Friday, I do have that one coming down as a loss. Unbelievable. I, I, uh, I just, We're going to be there. It's the day after a national holiday. I Listen. You listen, know I'm the way that this fan. team turns up against I the hope, Celtics. I hope we go 4-0 this week. But I'm going 3-1. and I think, yes, it would be a ton of fun to beat Boston. It would also be a ton of fun to beat Denver, albeit we won't be at that game specifically. But yeah, so I'm I'm going three and one on the week with the win coming against Denver instead of Boston. I didn't mention this. I told people I was going to mention this on the last pod, and I didn't. The Zach Levine three to give the Bulls the lead Wednesday night was 100% Luke Sylvia's fault. <laughs> Luke literally said like 30 seconds, like, oh man, this Zach Levine three is going to suck. And then immediately Zach Levine hits the three. Dude, he had it going. It just and was then, a feeling. And then, by the way, Friday night, the Bulls are coming back and Luke Sylvia tweets, oh, I know how this one's going to end. No, you didn't. Okay? That one I was wrong. Good. That one I was Stop wrong. Stop doing that. I can't. Knock it off. I can't. It's a feeling. It's not a reverse jinx. It's just what I think is going to happen. So you're, just, you're putting that negativity out into the, the aura, and we listen, don't need Levine it. Levine was cooking. I saw it from a mile away. That's all. And I was right, by the way. Gross. But the Magic pull it out because the Magic are them. So there you go. Pronouns him, everybody. Boom. Yeah. Up and down the up and down the roster, baby. Mm-hmm. All him. Love it. Just a bunch of hymns. Bunch of hymns. All right, Luke. I think that is gonna do it for this one. Yeah. I, I hope the Magic don't break our hearts this week. But yes. Let's do Let's it, baby. Look, I'm 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 just I'm clinging to that fourteen hundred. Don't forget, folks. If we beat Toronto, we beat Boston, and Toronto beats Brooklyn, and we come out of East Group C, your boy wins 1,400 big ones and is buying a new set of irons uh, for the <laughs> golf bag. So let's just uh, everybody you know, keep me in your prayers when it comes to that. Six fan show coming up on Tuesday and Friday at Amway after the games. Be sure to find Ben. And then the next watch party coming up on December 15th, it's a Friday versus Boston at 7.30 at Castaway Sports Bar and Grill, 504 North Alafaya Trail in Orlando. Do not miss it. We need you guys there. It's going to be a great time. That is going to do it for this one. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time.
go Magic. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.